welcome to our Curated Chatter Friday feature. I'm Paige. I'm Anna. And today we are so excited to virtually be interviewing Inez Hutchinson Ezeli. Inez is the co-founder of The Art Sphere, <laughs> a new online platform for discovering, buying, and selling art. After lockdowns due to COVID-19, which began worldwide, Inez found a way to help artists, different groups in need, and collectors. Through this first initiative, the Art Sphere raised money for single parents in the United Kingdom. For each work sold through this initiative, 60% of the proceeds went to the artist and 40% went to Gingerbread, the largest charity in the UK that seeks to help single parent families. Ines is also an artist herself and a designer who is currently preparing to launch her fashion company, Casa Uselli, next summer. She has Argentinian and Italian roots that have inspired the initiative she's working on now. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We're so excited for this collab. Yes. And to start off this interview, we ask all of our Friday feature guests the Curated Chatter 3, which are just three fun questions. So to start us off, do you have a favorite museum? Um, uh, yes, definitely. One of my favorite places is a museum called the Palazzo Fortuni in Venice. And it's the most beautiful Gothic museum of amazing textiles, um, kind of frescoes, and just super magical, mysterious space, space in Venice. It's, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I recommend it. I've <laughs> <laughs> never been. Sounds magical. Um, we'll have to check it out. Yes. Once we can travel again. Yes. <laughs> um, our second question is, <laughs> what is your coffee shop order? Um, uh, to be honest, like now in Italy, I'm having so much coffee that it's always like a un doppio espresso, <laughs> like double shot of espresso every morning to kick myself going and like kick off the day. Because about it, I die. So yeah, I would say that. Ines is in Italy right now, yeah. so she has really good coffee. We're <laughs> jealous. Very jealous. <laughs> and then finally, can you share with us an early art memory that you have? Um, uh, yeah, one of my earliest memories was when I was about 12. I went to like this. Well, no, I had early other art memories, but this was very like evident. I was super young, went to um, a life drawing class my mom told me about. And I had no idea what that really meant. I arrived and obviously I was like horrified with the sight of seeing these super, super fat models just doing that life drawing class. And I was so terrified and I had to sit there for about two hours drawing these models and I couldn't run away, I couldn't escape. And to be honest, that that has been with me to this day. Um, but also just like, I guess, painting on the walls when I was like really young at the age of five, my parents did not care. They let, they let me do whatever I wanted to do. So, um, yeah, just having like complete free artistic expression in my household as well. It's amazing. Yeah, we love that. Okay. So now to the main part of our interview, how did the art sphere come about? Um, so this is, yeah, this is a good question. I went on a walk in March and I was just walking with my parents, like out of lockdown, like going on around London. And I had an idea to like try and support artists, but also create a way of donating to communities. And I was thinking of maybe doing, uh, like an auction online. Then I realized it would be really good to give a percentage to a charity. And from that, I then, I then like reached out to some friends online. Some people reached out to me. They were like, yeah, we're interested in helping you out. Like we would love to like take part in this um, initiative and the project. 
And then my co-founder Sam Picard, um, Sam Alfred Picard, basically suggested, why don't we help um, single parent father, single mm -hmm. parents in the UK? And that's when it kind of really kicked off. And like, we just started from there really with a great group of women. And it's, yeah, I've been growing ever since. Um, but yeah, just from a walk really, when I was walking in London. <laughs> that's amazing all the best things come from walks that's how we started our podcast yes. we were walking and looking for things to listen to mm -hmm. so we know that this developed post-covid-19 but was there anything you did before that kind of really inspired you or made you want to start this to be honest it, it was more like instinctive it was just like in that moment and I hadn't really thought about helping other artists because I'm also very creative myself mm -hmm. and then I realized like yeah, it would be really beneficial and it would also help me and my creativity to talk to other people who are creative. And it seemed like the best way to start. But to be honest, no, I had been very much more focused on my own kind of fashion pathway instead of helping other artists, that's to say. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned the first initiative a little, Gingerbread, and how you start helping them out. But could you tell us more about it? And was it fine to har was it hard to find yeah. artists for it? I mean, it, yeah, it was very challenging because we were still very new. And the issue of being a new startup and a new art platform is credibility. How do people believe yes. you and how do <laughs> you make them believe you? So yeah, you guys know, like, it's really hard. So it's all like kind of like a tactic. Yeah. You have to think about the strategies in order to get um, artists on board, but also to to be sincere, to be honest, that was the main importance for me and for my co-founder and our team. And like, we really branched out to so many artists on Instagram. We had a lot of replies, but a lot of people also tell us no because they were uncertain about us. And I completely understood that. So it was challenging, but now instead we have the artists coming to us and we're really not having to reach out as much as we were before, which is fantastic news. So I'm happy about that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And for our audience members who are unfamiliar, can you talk about or list some of the artists that you've collaborated with so far? Definitely. Um, uh, so I know you guys recently interviewed Alexander Grounds. Um, she was one of our artists for the Art for Now. It's a good initiative and, and it was fantastic. We, we absolutely love her work. We also had lots of other artists around the UK. We had some in Europe. Um, really a lot of different backgrounds. So another great artist I recommend you check out her work is called Bianca Cedrano and she's from Milan and she does these awesome surrealist kind of collages and very trippy really really fun and she's been uh, doing some like campaigns which appeared in like um, Glamour in Italy the magazine um, and also Lee K Barry who's absolutely fantastic he does these awesome portraits with really bright colors like really abstract but a really good sense of personality and expression which I really love so these are probably some of the ones that really stood out but there are other fantastic mm -hmm. artists too that we have on board that we're all worth mentioning obviously yes <laughs> it's so cool you're getting to meet all of these people and like all of these creatives because like you said you grew up in a creative family and you are creative yourself so um it's just so great you get to connect with other people like in the industry. Yeah, I know it was fantastic. I, yeah. I love like I love just like speaking yeah. with them. And, um, like, and yeah, you're working on a second initiative now, though, right? Can you tell us more about that one? Definitely. So now instead of um, focusing in art for art for good gingerbread charity, we have moved to um, Mexico and we have set up the charity um, initiative called Art for Adston. 
And Aston's a charity that helps um, rural villages um, around Mexico. And we're mainly focusing on Talamcazapa, which is a village where families have been there for generations. And they're really families who have suffered a lot with COVID because of the lack of tourism, the lack of um, income, because they rely on people coming to their town to buy these wonderful weaved baskets. And now because of COVID, no one's going to the town, there's no tourism. It's also a very um, dangerous um, and quite a violent place because the villages, other villages tend to compete with each other and like there's a lot of violence. So Aston's trying to create programs to help them and to kind of grow an incentive of well-being, but also of education and really to try and take care of them because they need help. So we are hoping to give 20% of our of any work that's sold towards the cha- towards the charity and um, mm-hmm. really like hoping to get to know also the people who are involved in the charity, which is really 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 important for the yeah. arts for yeah. more than anything else. Um, but it's it's completely like a new thing for us, and we're very much still learning. So <laughs> I, we have to see how it goes. We'll see what comes out of it. But I'm really really proud, and we have some great Mexican Mexican artists on board already. Yes. And um, I think it's really making a stand out, which I'm yeah. happy about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then I don't, I think you know, but Anna's from Mexico. So yes. we're very <laughs> excited about this. Was there a specific reason why you chose to focus in on Mexico for this project? Because obviously they're struggling, but so many places are. Yeah, um, to be honest, it, I mean, I there are so many other places I would love to like go to and to help. But for me, it was because... The Hispanic kind of culture attracted me to helping them because I'm also from Argentina. So I kind of felt like this connection of the language, at least, and the way the people are. But not only of that is that I looked into Adston and I really liked what they were doing. It just seemed like a really good charity. And being able to focus in such a small kind of niche, like group and community was what appealed to the arts for more than anything else because it's it, they are a group of people who we can get to know and get to understand mm-hmm. rather than just helping a huge charity mm-hmm. that everyone knows about but doesn't really know where the donation's going to if you understand what I mean so in that sense yeah Mexico seemed like the best place to go for mainly because of the culture and the charity itself yeah I'm so happy and excited you decided to go to Mexico because <laughs> like Beth Page said I am from Mexico so it means a lot and and you know the art sphere um has taught me a lot because I didn't know any of the artists that um are part of the initiative so this is really great yeah um is there another region you hope another region um another place is there another uh, that's a good question I'm thinking possibly of we would like later like to go to um Lagos in Nigeria because Mm -hmm. We have, um, my co-founder has, uh, yeah, a few ideas there and we were thinking it could be a, quite a good contrast to Mexico, but also um, a really interesting project to try and get into the African art scene a little yes. bit more, which I think yes. has a lot of potential and mm-hmm. really is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to go towards that. Who knows? <laughs> we have to see. <laughs> and then as we talk about these other countries where you would like to also do initiatives with, do you see the art sphere continuing with this same format or do you see a shift in directions, maybe a little bit more experimentation with other projects? Um, I mean, I, I feel like at the moment, the way the art sphere, it's been, it's been really successful in the first five months, literally we're so young. And I think it's really become successful because 
We are helping communities and a lot of art platforms on online mostly not all of them but mostly just promote the artists and don't give back to a charity or a community to help and I think this is definitely one of the main important factors for me was to help was to continue to help other people and just like the wider community around us instead of just artists all the time and I feel like it's a mutual benefit for all of us and um, I would like the arts to continue in this direction um, maybe we will start doing different projects with maybe more like the musical art world or like I don't know theater who knows it really it really varies but at the moment I'm really happy with the route it's taken course and um, I feel like it's it's on the right path so I'd like to see what happens it's hard to answer that question when you're such a young (laughs) company (laughs) we are so excited to see where the art sphere goes obviously it's already really great um, and we have learned so much but moving away from the art sphere, we wanted to learn more about you. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got into art and like what your experience as an artist has been like? My mom, so I don't know if you, you guys are aware, but my family is also very creative. Mm-hmm. I was born in a, house, in a household full of art, full of um, really crazy, crazy parents, but also... For me, like a white wall is just not normal. It was, there were always paintings hanging up. Mm-hmm. There were always places I could just draw on the wall, as I mentioned. And I was given that kind of freedom from a young age. Um, so I guess my family is a big, like core inspiration for me in that sense and where my creativity came from. So I feel like you're almost, you're really born of it. It's something that you have an interest in from like day one like you know it's you have to have that kind of energy that kind of connection with it to love it and I certainly did thanks to my parents but also living in London I was always going to exhibitions museums and just seeing works of art at such a young age made me interested in this fantastic area and I feel like I'm very grateful to my upbringing for that reason and for Mm -hmm. my creativity which is really comes from my, my my roots in London and also my family. So, so cute. Yeah. Yeah, so we cute. love that. Yeah. I feel like we were both exposed to art at a younger age yes. too. So we definitely can relate to what you're I can saying. relate to that part, not the creative yeah. part. <laughs> <laughs> but besides your family, are there any specific artists or specific movements that you feel really inspire your practice today? Three of the really big kind of like, well, one art movement is called the Arts and Crafts Movement, um, which I'm sure you're aware of. Like, it was a lot more based on textiles, like William Morris and also um, Sir Walter Crane, who is one of my favorite illustrators. He has the most magical fantasy like children's books, and I have a lot of my inspiration coming from his work. Um, uh, and also, I went to La Lambra, Granada, when I was about yeah. 15, yeah. 16, like very young, but I fell in love. Like I fell in love with the textiles, again, textiles, so I'm very much orientated in that kind of area. And um, the kind of Moorish Islamic tiles, the designs were just beautiful. And that's what always stood, stood out to me. And another artist in Italy who I'm very much inspired by is Alberto Burri, who um, is a kind of like arte povera artist from the 19... 19- 40s onwards based in Italy and he created the most wonderful works of art which have a really psychological conceptual meaning behind them but they very much focus on the idea of healing after the war because he was a doctor during the war and the way he combines materials like really kind of like random um, materials from everyday life and he stitches them up together to create such a strong meaning and work of art and that's always stood out to me and I, I just I feel like 
Well, sometimes when you look at a painting, you have to do so much more research to understand it. And Alberto Bori is one of those people who really captivates you once you start reading about his work. And also, it just changes the whole way you perceive it and the way you look at it. So it's very interesting. You have to check out his work. We will. Yes, we definitely will. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your career path, like your academics? You're still in school, right? So how is that like with COVID? It's so annoying, but um, <laughs> I so I basically did a year in St. Martin's doing fashion and textiles mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. 2016. And my route was fashion when I was young. It was definitely going to be fashion. It, it really still is. But at that point, I just wasn't ready to stick with my fashion career, so I decided to do um, art history instead and reapply for history of art at, at the universities. And I ended up in St. Andrews, and now I'm currently living in Italy, um, and I'm taking up four master courses at the moment. So it's very hard to juggle like yes. my studying and also yes. my work, my own work, and I'm trying to find the balance, but it's it's been quite difficult. Um, so I'm hoping it'll get easier, but yeah, I, I can't wait to finish studying. I'm really like tired of it. I just like, I want to like, start my own my own You're thing. There. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, who knows what will happen next? I just hope that I will continue with my with my fashion, but also obviously of the arts, I think they have really two big potentials and, you know, it's great being your own boss kind of, if you don't have anyone to tell you what to do, which I love. So Yes. Can you speak a little bit more about your decision to be in Italy right now and leave London? And do you envision staying in Italy for longer, like once your studies are finished? Um, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot in the last like yeah one month really and the culture here it's very much like the culture in Argentina people are very open they're very welcome and it's very different to London and I really do feel like maybe I'd love to live in Italy in the future just because I feel very drawn to the people the way they are and um, the art is fantastic the culture is very warm they're very friendly So yes, I do think I'll maybe live it when I finish university and start my career in fashion in Italy. But I would also love to eventually go back to London and have my, yeah, who knows, my family one day in London. I don't know, we'll have to see. Um, But I think it's good to travel a bit while we're young and just like get to know around the world and just meet new people really. So I'm going to try and do that a bit more. (laughs) And you can't beat the art in Italy. Just like nothing compares. And the food and the culture. Yeah. We both <laughs> live there for brief periods of time. It's yeah, really beautiful. Amazing. And like, it's just like mm-hmm. they live really well and like, they really appreciate yes. being a family. And for me, that's also very important. And I, I think that mm-hmm. in England, there's a bit of, it kind of lacks this idea of family and the importance of like eating yeah. together, like having a mm-hmm. huge meal together, which I feel like you just don't find anywhere else but in Italy. Yeah. Or maybe Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so you have other things going on besides the art sphere. Casa Uzzelli being the main one, right? Do you want yeah. to talk more about that and what you're doing, what the line will consist of and when it'll come out? So Casa Uzzelli, um, it's been a slow process at the moment because I'm trying to find, um, well, really to say the, the best manufacturers who can do my designs. Yeah. Because my textiles are very intricate, they're quite detailed and they're very um, kind of geometrical as well. The printing is really important for me and the materials that I use. I'm trying to use recycled, sustainable materials um, made from fishing nets for my swimwear. But I really want to test out 
the production first and the samples to see if they're actually that good. Um, so it's been difficult, but I'm hoping that next year I'll have my first kind of like mini collection to start off with my fashion brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm taking each day as it comes because of COVID, it's been really difficult also trying to like push that forward. Plus shipping is a lot slower than, it, yeah. than before COVID. Um, uh, so I really need to see uh, how things turn out in the next two months and then ho- hoping for the best that we'll have some funky swimwear for <laughs> summer 2021, which is my ultimate um, goal. Yeah. So, yeah, we're so excited to see yeah, it. Yeah, we can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to share it to you guys. I'm very happy. And then you obviously have so many projects going on at once right now. How do you prevent yourself from feeling overwhelmed? And do you have any advice for other young artists who are also trying to start their own projects or businesses? It's, 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 it's been, um, it's difficult. Like I'm, I love accepting things and doing things. I'm always one that says yes to everything, especially when it comes to work. So I just love being occupied. But at the same time, then I think about it and I'm like, you know, like you're doing too much. You need to step back and like take a pause. It never happens. Like, to be honest, the only way I kind of feel like I'm having a break from my working life and my, you know, my social life is by socializing. But with COVID, it's been so difficult. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah, I've been yeah. shut. So I, I, I can't really go out in the evening. So I'm kind of just drawn to my work again. So it's not that great. But um, I just definitely think, like, saying to yourself, just take a pause. It can wait till tomorrow and go get a drink. Like, go have fun. You know, go out with your friends. And you'll feel so much better for it. And that's what I try to do when I can. Great yeah, advice. Great advice. Something we could also <laughs> take. Yes. Um, so I think that's it from us. But before we go, do you want to plug anything else? Where can people follow you? Um, well, at the moment, I'll let you guys know once I have my fashion website up and coming. Yes. But yes. I'm hoping to finish yes. that in the next month. However, now the art sphere is a um, Instagram a shopping account. So you can literally like find us on Instagram, click on the link and you'll go directly to the painting and you can buy it straight away. So you have Amazing. to check that out. And we've completely rebranded the website. Um, we've done lots mm-hmm. of changes. So I'd love to share that with you all. Um, and I hope you'll look at it because there are some great works yeah, a lot yeah. online. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. I think like at the moment it's, it's pretty cool. I'm very happy. We're so happy and excited yeah, for you. We're so excited to see what's to come for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And me too. I can't wait to see what happens with your podcast. And I feel like it's going to be really, really great. And I, I mean, people love listening to podcasts. And yeah. definitely <laughs> Thank you. Best of luck with, with everything. And I, I hope to meet you guys Thank in you. Yes, yes, please come to New York. Hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> or maybe we'll go to Italy. Yes, once we're allowed. Definitely yes. when you want. Yes. Like, you're always more than welcome to come. Thank um, you. I'm Thank 20 you. minutes away from Venice. So yeah. I can and take you to my favorite museum in Venice. Yes, we need to see it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you for everything. We'll speak soon. Yes. yes. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye.